Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. I'm such a good pastor, I forgot my Bible in my car. <laughs> it's okay, it's in my heart. Okay. And on my phone. <laughs> No, you don't need to grab his gifts again. Wow. So are we, we're adventuring through, we're going to adventure through the book of Hebrews the next few weeks. Uh, Jesse and I have been thinking, you know, what could we do to kind of create, not like a boxy series, but something that has a common thread that we can grow together and something we're meditating on. I was personally recognizing the book of Hebrews coming out in so many different ways in our church. Last week in Jesse's message, I got to watch online, but he was, uh, he was preaching and he shared from the book of Hebrews. I think it was in chapter 10 he was sharing from. And then I was in a small group and they start ripping out of Hebrews. And I was in, I was in the, the church office and I opened a book by this guy named John G. Lake who wrote long, long time ago, 100 years ago. And the sermon I happened to read, he's just ripping in the book of Hebrews. And I just felt the Lord was just really moving. Someone else starts talking. They're just, wow, this is what I'm speaking about. And I think, uh, I think Jake, our youth pastor, was sharing something out of Hebrews. I can't remember now, but it was wild. I just felt, you know, God, you're doing something. So my heart is, you know, in the next few weeks, um, different people are going to come up and share little nuggets that they're getting that they feel from the Lord. But I want to encourage us as a body, you know, dig into, dig into the book, the good book, the Bible. Dig into the book of Hebrews and say, God, what do you have to speak to me? And, you know, God might have a specific word for you that you just might be able to share with your neighbor, with your buddy. So that's what I was feeling. I was feeling we can go a lot deeper together. If it's not just on a Sunday, you listen to a, a sermon from one guy and his perspective. But if you, if you take it for yourself and you say, Jesus, what are you speaking to me? You're going to go way deeper than, than you know, wow, oh, I heard this or I heard that. It's going to go way deeper than that because God's going to be speaking to you and go, whoa. God said this to me, and it's going to go from here to here. And to go from here to here, there needs to be meditation. There needs to be this place of receiving from him, relationship with him, experience with him. You guys following? Like we just go to a class and I just tell you a couple things. It's just in your brain. But, but when you start sitting with God and you start spending time with him, it becomes experiential. It becomes real. That's, that's my heart for all of us is that we would just live this thing out really, really well because you get abundant life when you live it out. So I wanted to, I wanted to focus today on, on the book of Hebrews in chapter 11. It's a chapter about faith. And um, wow, I'm going to talk to God first. Father, we just thank you. Wow. Lord, I thank you that you're just walking in every single row right now, touching people, touching heads, kissing foreheads, snuggling with people, <laughs> tickling babies. <laughs> Lord, I just pray that you would just get us good. We love you so much, God. Wow. And what, is it, what does it look like when you have the ability to do the impossible. What is that called? What is it called when you have a worldly perspective and a confidence and a state of being 
where the most wild things can happen around you and yet it doesn't stop you. <laughs> what, is it, what is it called when, wow, when fires are raging before you and they don't, they don't prevent you from doing anything, but you could literally quench the violence of flames before you. What is that called? What's it called when you can move a mountain that stands before you? What's it called, whoa, when the enemy shoots darts at you and every single one of them gets quenched? <laughs> what's, it called? what's it called when you don't know what you're doing or where you're going, but you do know where you're going? I'm going to say that again. What's it called when you don't know where you're going and you don't know what you're doing, but you do know where you're going? Wow. It's called faith. It's supernatural. The Bible says that there's three things that remain for us and that we live out. It's faith, hope, and love. The greatest is love, yes? You could, you could have faith to move a mountain, but if you don't have love, you're nothing, the Bible says. But that doesn't discredit faith. <laughs> it doesn't belittle faith. It doesn't belittle hope. You know, faith isn't wishful. Um, man, I, I really, I really uh, uh, wishfully think that this should happen. That's not faith. Faith is like a knowing, a surety, a knowing, a confidence that something is going to happen. That's a faith. And that faith is supernatural. The faith, it comes from something that's invisible because it's not your current state. So if we live in this world, the, the world doesn't live by faith. That's why they're called unbelievers. The world doesn't live by faith. The world lives by what is seen. The Bible says in Hebrews, we're going to read some of it. There's just so much. It's funny. That chapter is so heavy. It's so heavy. Every verse is so he Every verse is literally a sermon. Every verse is a sermon. So I have to like caution myself because I already push the limits here sometimes. Uh, but every verse is a sermon. And in the beginning he says, he says, by faith we understand that the world and the things that are seen were made by the things that are unseen. So I want to start by saying, by faith, by faith, you understand that something greater is in charge, that God is going to do. You know, if you want to be righteous, you don't get righteous by looking at yourself and trying to be righteous. That's one of the things in Hebrews, too. You actually are righteous by faith. You, you don't get righteous by looking at yourself and saying, man, I just really got to beat some sin in my life. That's not how you conquer sin. If you could conquer sin that way, what was the point of Jesus? Oh, yay. That's not, that's not the way we conquer sin. It's not the way you conquer sickness. It's not the way you, you, you conquer the devil. It's not the way you get to where you want to go by just looking at yourself and going, I know I can do this, this, this. I mean, there's, so, there's something greater. There's something invisible. By faith, we understand that things that were made that are seen were made by the invisible. Faith takes the invisible and makes it a reality. So when you're standing here and you go, oh, I don't see myself as righteous. Some people out there might go, I don't see myself as righteous. Well, I want to tell you, Jesus did something where you look into what he did and you believe it. You are the righteousness of God. So then you take it 
and you receive it for yourself. You own an identity. The Bible says, by faith, they left Egypt. They forsook it. You got to leave your old identity. You got to leave your old life. And you got to take something that you can't even, maybe you can't even see it yet. But you take of the invisible and you make it a reality. Because that invisible is from God and who he is. (laughs) How does, man, there's so much stuff. This is why this chapter is so, like, long. Y'all need to be reading it yourself. Otherwise, I'm going to say little parts. You're going to go, well, that was nice. And then your brain's going to go off. Next thing you know, I've said 15 more things, and you come right back. Oh, what was he talking about now? There's, let's read the Bible. Hebrews 11. The wind stopped. I thought I was going to have to keep throwing my hair back and forth, you know? My hair back and forth. It's Jesse's, it's Jesse's main life problem. I'm, I'm only joking because they started the joke. Okay, okay. Otherwise, I wouldn't say that. How do you say that? Hebrews chapter. <laughs> Guys, I'm just going to go here. I'm not even going to read it yet. Listen. Faith, I got to start with the really basic thing. You guys know with faith, faith is something that I prayed over for probably like eight years that I wrestled with God saying, God, what is faith? Like, like years, I've been like wrestling. You guys ever do that? You ever get like a, you're like, there's something deeper here that's bugging me. You know, like when God's like, hey, when the, when the disciples said to Jesus, they said, how come we couldn't cast out the demon? He goes, because of your unbelief. And does that make anybody shake out there? Go, well, what's going on? What is this faith thing? If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain, be removed, cast into the sea, and anything that you say and believe will be done for you. God, what, what is this faith thing? Fa- this faith thing, to me, the way I see it, it, well, you look up in a dictionary, it'd say confidence. Yeah, it'll say a firm trust. To me, it's a state of being, of knowing something. It's, uh, which you gotta like, your mind's gotta be somewhere else than the normal human. Yes, follow what I'm saying? It's a state of being, of knowing something that goes beyond this. How do you get that? The Bible says that state of being where you just know something, you're confident in it, you're just relying on him, this place, this crazy, wild belief that you're just, you're, you're in another dimension, you're thinking way out there. How does it come? That faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It comes through communion with God, who is the word. It comes from communion with him. Hearing him, looking to him in the beginning in Hebrews 10 and and in Hebrews 12, it starts with this idea. It says, you know, as we see the day getting closer and closer, Jesus coming back, we better meet all the more together. You think COVID's a crazy thing. Read the book of Revelation. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) 
you know. And it says that, and when you see it getting closer and closer, it says you should meet together all the more. Why? It's going to build your faith. Your, your, your perspective is going to shift and change. Another way it happens is just when you crack open that good old Bible, go right back to Sunday school, open it up. Read something. It's really powerful. Because what you do is you start to read something and you are thinking a certain way and it starts to shift how you're thinking because God starts giving you his perspective. And next thing you know, you got this thing called faith where you're not living according to what you're experiencing, but you're going, no, my God's going to do something greater because he's faithful. By faith, you obtain promises, it says in Hebrews 11. Some of us got promises we don't ever attain because we're not living in this life of faith. By faith, you obtain promises. So the question is, how do we get this faith? How do we step into it? You step into it by coming into his presence, by listening to him, by looking through him. To me, it's, and then in chapter 12, it says, let us, let us look at Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. When you look at Jesus, what ends up happening is, and he's your focus, not the things of the world. When Jesus is your focus, you're going to start to look at him. Next thing you do, you're going to be in him looking through his eyes at the things around you. That's faith. Faith isn't you trying to think better. Faith is you seeing through the lens of God. To get to get to start looking through his lens, you got to start looking at him first. Recognize it doesn't come through your attempts. Faith faith isn't even like something you got you strive I'm going to strive to work hard. No, no, just hang out with him. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It doesn't come by you striving to be some super faith man or girl. It comes by you hanging out with him, by you spending time with him, by you listening to him. And what happens is you start to see through his lens. You start to see through a lens of the impossible. You will never be able to handle persecution if you don't have faith. It's that state of being. It says, by faith, they were sawn in two. Yikes. By faith, by faith, the, the prophets of old were martyred, right? By faith, Jesus died on a cross. It's by faith you can live out the Christian life and take up a cross and follow him. It said, right before it says the martyr stuff, it says, by faith, women receive their dead children back to life. It's in this state of being that you do the miraculous and the impossible and you bring dead things to life. And at the same time, you're willing to lay down your life for another. How do you get, how do you get to this? How do you get to this place? <laughs> this world, you, this world, you get so just... Whatever's happening is happening. There is so much more that's happening. Can I tell you guys a testimony? This last week I got this text from this, I'm not going to say his name, but it just blessed my heart. It blessed me so much. <clears throat> so I was, coaching, I was coaching high school water polo for uh, almost 10 years, I think eight years or so. 
and then I quit at the at the uh, beginning of the COVID season. I just said I'm not feeling this, and I, we didn't know that we weren't we didn't know that we were going to merge or any. I we had literally no plans to do any of that, which I'm really glad it all worked out because I don't know what I'd be doing right now if I sold that job. Anyways, so I quit it. I just got I gotta go. But one of the one of the high school boys, he's a senior. Uh, text me the other day. I just love this. You guys want to hear this testimony? I'm sitting at the coffee shop and I get this. I just want to like cry. He says, hey, Micah, this is blank. I got to tell you something, something that I've never experienced. And it was special. I love the way he writes. <laughs> so last night I had a dream. But I would call it more of a visit. This is a senior. What a sweetheart, dude. I'd call it more of a visit. I walked into a room with a couple buddies, and there were caskets, almost like it was telling us about death. And I see a white dove. And the thing is, <laughs> I knew exactly what it was symbolizing. I'm pretty sure it was the Holy Spirit. Because as soon as I saw it, <laughs> I started crying and apologizing for everything I've done. <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> you were in the dream as well, and you were watching, and I think it's because you're a man of God. <laughs> That's not the better part, but I thought it was funny. <laughs> It's like there's a dove, the Holy Spirit gets better, you know. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And I, I've been feeling kind of confused lately. And I've been praying for God to show me a sign of him. And this happens. Isn't that fun? I've been praying. I've been confused lately. I've been confused lately. And I've been praying for God to show me a sign of him. And this happens. Woo! God doesn't want you to live in confusion. God wants you to know, see, confusion is the complete opposite of faith. Confusion, the Bible says, is for the enemy's camp. Confusion is for the enemy's camp. It ain't for the children of God. The Bible says confusion exists where envy and all other forms of evil exist. Isn't that wild? Where envy exists, there's confusion. Confusion happens when we start to only see how the world sees. But a complete confidence, a knowing, an assuredness, a resting in his peaceness, a knowing that I'm totally good no matter what. God's got me. He's walking through with me. He's going before me. He's preparing a way for me. The steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. I know what God is doing. See, I might not know what God is doing, but I know what God is doing. Because I don't know all of the acts that he will do, but I know the way of God. Israel knew his acts. Moses knew his ways. God wants all of us to know his ways. Hmm. <laughs> My wife said, say that again. Say that again. The people of Israel knew his acts. Moses knew his ways. Some of us get really concerned with, what are you going to do here and here and here? Just know he's really, really good. And goodness is going to follow you all the days of your life. 
but it's really hard to believe that if you don't spend time with them. I'll say that it's actually impossible, I think, you know, to, to, to really live in faith. The faith that God calls us to can only come by hearing from him in a relational way. That's my challenge for all of us. God wants to lead you. Abraham was led. By faith, he went, and he says he didn't know where he was going, but he was led. Yeah? I'm going to read these things to you. I made a bunch of notes, and I'm going to read them out loud. You guys happy? It's quiet. Are you all thinking? A few of you are thinking about something I said 10 minutes ago still. (laughs) 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 By faith, I love it. If you read it, read chapter 11. It says, by faith, by faith, by faith. See what it says and make it applicable to you. By faith, you understand. You understand that you become something from something that you're not. Yes? You become, you become who he is in you, not by what you've done, but through faith. Who he is is who you are. The Bible says just as he is, so are you. You guys know the Bible says that? Does that rock some people? Just as he is, so are you. You are holy. You are. If you've been born again, you're holy. You might be a bit little baby. You might need to grow up a little bit, but you're holy. <laughs> Woo, the baby's anointed. <laughs> By faith, I like this one. By faith, you offer sacrifice that's acceptable. Some of us want to do things. Look, at, there's a guy named Cain, there's a guy named Abel. God liked one guy's sacrifice, he didn't like the other one. There's two types of sacrifice you can bring. But if you bring the sacrifice according to your flesh, according to your own efforts, that's not acceptable to him. He wants wants a sacrifice that comes from the fruit of faith, from the place of walking by the Spirit, by trusting in him, by living by this thing called grace, his empowerment on your life. That sacrifice of your life is acceptable to him. Not everything that someone does for God is accepted by God. Do we know that? The only things that are going to be accepted are the things that are done in faith. There was a quote by this old revivalist, and he said, God doesn't work really hard to prove himself to unbelievers. I thought that was nuts. God doesn't work really hard to prove himself to unbelievers, yet he does so much to believers. Jesus walks into a city. He says he couldn't do many miracles there because of their unbelief. He didn't go up to the people of unbelief and snap a finger in front of their face and just heal them. Some people are really, what are you talking about? We're called to come into this place of faith. He moves in the midst of the people who believe. You really want to get in this place. If you don't get in this place and seeing how he's seeing and living in this reality, not only are the fiery arrows of the devil going to bug you, God forbid they don't need to, not only that going to happen, but you're not even going to please God. The Bible says without faith, the next verse says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. We all still happy? Okay, good. Some of you are like looking at me. Oh, okay. I told you I was praying for like eight years. I'm like, God. See, I want to understand faith because 
I really like to pray for sick people. I like to, I like to see impossible things happen. I get, I just, I'm just like that. I just like it. I like to speak in tongues over people. I like to get dreams. I like to encounter angels. I'm just like that. I also like to read books. <laughs> Long walks on the beach. And I was, you know. <laughs> I just can't ask. <laughs> Raise your hand if you're single. At the, no, I'm just kidding. Take a look around, everybody. Okay. <laughs> I'm not single. I'm taken. Ring up my finger. <laughs> by faith, by faith, you please God and get caught up. You get caught up into the heavenlies. The Bible says Enoch walked with God, but he had testimony. Because he had faith, he pleased him and was caught up and was no more. The Bible says you've been seated with Christ in heavenly places. You see, it's by faith you get caught up even, even mentally, emotionally, spiritually. You get caught up in a perspective that's way above this one. You live from a different reality that's superior to anything that happens on this earth. Oh. By faith, God will direct you. By faith, you receive strength. Some of you, some of us, want strength so that we can believe. Some of us feel weak, so we, we want God to give us strength so that we can believe in him. He says, no, 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 believe in me and you'll get strength. Let the weak say, what? I am strong. Faith will give you strength. Yes. By faith, you will endure testing. By faith, you will bless your children. I like that one. Your children need to get blessed. Some of you don't have children yet. Your children will need to get blessed. They get blessed by a mother and a father who have faith. It will literally transfer to generations. It changes the perspective of those around you. It blesses them to see differently, to believe more than what they think is available to them. I like this one. By faith, you won't look to be paraded and worshiped. When you live in a place of faith and the atmosphere and the reality of knowing God and seeing through his lens, the last thing you want to do is be paraded about and worshiped for yourself. Because you'll realize everything that you're doing is not because of your own abilities, but because of God. It says, by faith, Joseph gave instructions to the people of Israel about his bones. So that's a weird verse. See, Joseph knew something. He knew if his bones were lying around, people were going to start worshiping it. You ain't got time for that. In the world, people want to be seen. In the world, people want to be worshiped. They want the more Instagram followers. You understand? Yeah. I mean, it's good to have a bunch of influence. That's different. But the heart, when you're living in an atmosphere of faith, you lose 
the desire for people to see you and just want to be you, want to be like you, want to love you. Yes? A couple more. Wow. By faith, the walls of your enemies will fall. By faith, the walls of your enemies, the walls that stand on your path to your promise will fall. It says, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell. By faith. <laughs> Woo! Some of us, see guys, we always flip it backwards. If you want to know how the world thinks, just flip it all backwards. They go, oh my gosh. God, when you take care of that, I believe that's what you have for me. God says, no. Parade around it. Worship me in the midst of the trial on your road. They walked around it for seven days. It wasn't microwave, you know, answer of prayer. Seven days they walk around it. Go again. Go again. Go again. Keep praising me. Go again. Live in a different reality. Go again. Go again. And time's going by too. But God, can't you just do it in a moment? Let me teach you something, he says. <laughs> Some of us are so McDonald's Christians. We want it so fast. And he's like, I got something better. But we learn... See, 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 we go, oh, my God, when you take care of that, you know, I'll just chill here on the road. One day, when you take care of that whole city of demons, whatever that is, standing in front of me and the promises, no, 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 no. You obtain, <laughs> I'm starting to feel like I'm a drama queen. <laughs> you, you obtain the promises by faith. Faith is grabbing hold of it. You, because it's, you're living in another reality where you go, I know this is available to me. And then when there's a city in front of you, you don't shrink back. You say, no, God, you're worthy of my praise. That's supernatural, guys. Who wants to praise God and worship when you're going through a hard thing? In the flesh, you don't want to, I'll guarantee it. You go through a hard thing, you're like, man, does God even love me? Is God like me? Is God giving me this? He's like, I ain't giving you this. I'm giving you the promised land. This just happens to be on the road. I'm not giving it to you, but I will defeat it for you. Whoa! Come on! In the natural, we go, no, I see. I see this here in front of me. God must, he just gave it to me. He gives and takes away. Blessed be God. <laughs> that ain't your destination. That's just a pinpoint moment of something he's getting you through. Yeah? But you got to have faith. But to have that faith, remember, that faith comes through intimacy with him, through communing with the word of God. Sorry. Communing with the word of God. Dwelling with him, hearing from him, looking to Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. Listen, your faith needs to be perfected, I guarantee you. <laughs> you guys know your faith grows? Your faith needs to be perfected. Uh, for all of us. 
We've got to be seeing through his lens. Shall we do a couple more? By faith, you will subdue kingdoms. By faith, by faith, you subdue kingdoms. What does that mean? It doesn't mean you go war with people. It means that you can take over kingdoms for the Lord. By faith, you work righteousness. By faith, you obtain promises. I told you, chapter 11 is a lot. By faith, you escape the edge of a sword. Wow. You know, Jesus says, when they persecute you in one place, flee to the next one. Yeah? God will, God will actually give you wisdom and words to escape tragedy. You guys know that? One time I was driving across the country, and I, I was coming from Nashville to California, and this storm was following us. I just happened to tell somebody this the other day. I can't remember. But we were driving across the country, and I, we stopped, and I, had, uh, I was taking a shower. Any of you guys ever take a shower and God just speaks to you? It happened to me. I was taking a shower, and I just heard a voice. And I go, whoa! And it said, he said, Micah, the devil wants to take out you and your family, but he's not going to. I got out of the shower. I said, what was that about? I told the couple friends that I was with, I said, I heard this. They looked at me like deers in the headlights. The next day we're driving, we're coming into California. The storm had followed us all the way. <laughs> the storm had followed us all the way across the country. We're going down the mountain pass into California. We're going like 70 miles an hour, 65 for every police officer watching. Going down and, and as we're going down, <laughs> It was clear skies in front of us, you know, but the storm was following us. As we're going down, we're in a Jeep, a Jeep. All of a sudden, the storm passes over us, and in a moment, it starts hailing, like immediate, from nothing to because it was falling from behind. And it just hail. The car hydroplanes. And we go completely 90 degrees one way in a Jeep going down a mountain pass at 65 miles an hour. <laughs> when this is happening, no joke, this is what I saw, okay? So call me crazy, whatever you want to say, but this is what I saw. I'm in my car, and I see an angel on top of the car with lassos around the front tires. And he's on top of the Jeep riding it. <laughs> Lasso in each hand, tied around the front wheels, and he's riding it. And I'm in the car, and I'm saying under my breath, come on, God. Come on, God. And I'm thinking about the word that I heard. The devil wants to take you guys out, but he's not going to. I'm thinking about the word. I say, come on, God. I see this angel on top of the car. Wow, riding. The car goes completely sideways. We're going 65 down, <laughs> sideways. All the sudden, the car turns, goes all the way. Now we're going perpendicular that way in a Jeep at the speed limit. Boom. And I'm saying, come on, God. Lassos. Angel. Looks like a cowboy. Loved it. All of a sudden, the car turns around, and it does a jolt, and then we're fine. And my heart sunk. I go, oh, my God. Lord, you crazy. God will speak things through to you that will get you through moments. Yes? By the way, no devil gets to take you out before your time. God, God's got you. You guys know your breath is in his hands? <laughs> I'm talking to Christians. God's got you, Christian. He's got you in the palm of his hand. 
You're in him. He's in you. His greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. Woo! I like it. <laughs> All right, this is the last one I'm going to do. Wow. Wow. God, I just thank you for faith. I thank you, God, that it's by faith we raise the dead, and it's by faith, God, that we lay down our lives. I thank you, God, that it's by faith that we live out this life by the Spirit. Lord, I thank you that this faith comes through a relationship with you, through communing with you, both with the family and in our intimacy, one-on-one. I thank you that this Christian life can't be lived out without faith, God. I thank you that you're going to take the invisible, the invisible promises, your identity that you've given us, and make it a reality to us, God, through faith. Yes. Lord, I just pray that you would increase this church's faith. I pray that our faith level would rise. Whoa, not in a boasting or in a prideful way but in a Jesus way, Lord, a way that sees beyond the natural. I pray every person here, Father God, when things come up in our life, we can see beyond the natural and we can look to you, Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. God, that we can begin to look through your eyes back at the world, through your lens. Lord, in our family relationships, in our businesses, in our ministries. God, I pray for the supernatural to break out. God, I pray for signs, wonders, and miracles in every person here, Father, to break out. I pray for crazy testimonies to be happening. <laughs> I pray for you, God, to release dreams. Dreams. If you want to receive it, you see, receive it. You say, yes, God, I want this. All right? If I say certain things like, I don't know about that, then don't take it. I pray, God, that you give them dreams. I pray that you give them dreams. Ah, when two are in agreement, you'll receive whatever you ask for. <laughs> this, you know, as a Christian, you, 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 you pray knowing what you're praying is going to happen. <laughs> Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for miracles breaking out. I thank you for crazy healings breaking out. New kidneys, new livers, new lungs, new hearts, new brains. God, I just thank you for new bones, Jesus. I thank you for for emotions being healed, Lord God, where people have been hurt from their past. I see people in the audience. There's people that have been hurt in your childhood from parents. You've been hurt from other people. You were abused. Your past doesn't define you. It was on the other side of your baptism. You're a new creation. The old things have gone. All things have become new. God wants to bring you into a reality of who you are and how he sees you. He doesn't see you in makeup. <laughs> Some, some preachers preach like, look, I'm dead serious. Some preachers preach like this. They say, you know, you stand before God. He sees you a certain way. But, but you know you're really, you're really like this. God doesn't see you in makeup. You don't put on makeup before him. And he goes, all right, my holy kid. But really, you're a sinner. God doesn't parade you in heaven in makeup. He parades you in the glory. You are who he says you are. The makeup is the other identity. 
<laughs> That's the lie. Yeah, the makeup's the other lie. Oh, my gosh. Guys, I just pray this for you. I pray. Can I get the prayer team up here? Are we thankful for the prayer team, by the way? Where is the prayer team? I'm feeling the Lord. Guys, put your hands on your hearts. There's a little bit more. I'm just like, I'm going to take five more minutes. You guys, we're Christians. We can do this. (laughs) Father, some of you guys are really hungry. Some of us are just hungry for food and you're waiting. But some of you are hungry and you're like, I need, I need Jesus. I need a touch from you. I need a touch from you. I, I just want to encourage you. Be like that high school guy who's like, who's like, Lord, he's honest. I'm confused about this. I'm feeling this way. Would you show me a sign of yourself? <laughs> Would you come invade my reality? Lord, I pray that you'd invade their realities. I pray that you'd touch them. Yay. Wow, I just want music. I just want to party right now. I love you guys so much. Aren't you guys happy? I'm happy. Wow. There's more. I just want you to pray for the person next to you for a second. Whoever's next to you, just look at them. I want you to pray over them like you really like them. Just go ahead. Say something to them. Say, pray over them. Pray over them like you really like them. Just do it. If this is awkward for you, just get over it. You don't have to touch them. Just pray for them. If you want to touch them, touch them. Pray for them. Come on. Pray for them like you like them. Pray for them like you love them. Pray for them like you care about them. Woo! You want the best for them. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. Let's ask. God, I pray that you'd encounter every person here, Jesus. Woo. Pray for healing. There's going to be testimonies happening you guys don't even know about. Some people right now are going to get physically healed, supernaturally. Some people are going to get delivered of demons right now. Yay. Lord, move, Jesus. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.